excited to introduce you to the inaugural episode of Hot Goss, the podcast. That's right. It's an all audio episode of our popular Facebook live series, Hot Goss, where we talk about all the sexy, juicy, sultry things that you're totally not supposed to talk about, but you totally should. And we wanted to release this as a podcast so that we could connect with people uh, who aren't on social media and provide this as a resource for classrooms and go deeper into the conversations beyond the 10 to 20 minutes that we can capture people on Facebook. Um, so we're calling this little experiment the Hot Goss Cast, um, and we'll see how many episodes in it takes for me to pronounce that without having to do it in 16 takes. So if you have better suggestions for a name, definitely shoot us a DM or send us an email at we speak about it or info at speakaboutitonline.com. But a little bit about Speak About It before we dive in, for those of you who don't know who we are, we're a consent education organization and we use theater and dialogue and performance and media and all sorts of creative ways to engage students across the country in conversations about sex, consent, sexuality, healthy relationships, and changing their communities. And on this episode of Hot Goss, we dove straight into a conversation about wants, needs, and desires when it comes to sex and relationships. And so the first part of this podcast is going to be the audio of our Hot Goss episode, which was a conversation between myself and our program director, Arande, about communicating your wants, needs, and desires to a partner. And then we had a special visitor, special guest, Daisy Hackett, licensed clinical social worker, uh, who works with teens and couples and adults on this same issue, figuring out what their wants and needs and desires are and communicating them. So she had some amazing professional advice to offer us and we had a super great conversation. So plug in those headphones, jack up the volume in the car or in the office and take a listen. Thanks, Goslings. Welcome. Welcome, Goslings. Welcome, welcome. Um, sorry Ooh, that we're a little late. Hi, What's Olivia. Olivia Harris. Hello, um, Olivia Harris. We were Googling the difference between affect versus effect. Which we, like, thought we knew, but, like, kind of didn't know. <laughs> we didn't. But that's the whole point of Hot Goss, is to, <laughs> to explore the things, things. <laughs> that we think we know, but maybe we don't. Um, so, Arande, what are we talking about this time around? We're talking about wants and also needs. And why do we feel like this lovely last day in January is um, a good time to talk about that. Well, because we're talking about, like, January is such, such a time where people are trying to, like, set the pace for the rest of the year, right? They're trying yeah. to do new resolutions, and I know I've been talking to a lot of people, and there's, like, in new relationships or, like, yeah. in, like, weird places in their relationship, and I feel like I keep asking about, like, communication and, like, mm. wants versus needs, and we're like, wait, that's actually a perfect hot goss topic. Yeah. So... so. OC. Yes, that's me. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> little, little office insider tip. Um, why does Speak About It specifically have like a unique angle or something to add to this conversation oh, about yeah. wants and needs? So we realize that we talk a lot about speaking about things. Um, but, eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also talk a lot about pleasure, but we never fully um, talk about why are those two things, like, aligned with us? Yeah. And I think that it's really important just to, like, take a second and talk about that, that we talk a lot about pleasure in, the, in our conversations because if you are doing things that you know you want to be doing and things that your partner wants to be mm -hmm. doing, um, it's less likely that you're assaulting them, right? It's less likely that <laughs> anyone's getting hurt in the situation. 
Um, and also so much of the narrative about sex up until mm-hmm. now and the sex ed field has been so negative, right? It's been mm-hmm. focusing on these unhealthy interactions. Mm-hmm. And we want to focus on what happens when mm-hmm. like everyone's having the ideal interaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're having sex with somebody, you ideally want it to be good and you want it to mm-hmm. be pleasurable. Um, and if you're doing things that both of you like and want that feels pleasurable, mm-hmm. then you'll have the best interaction. Cool. So we feel like pleasure is central to both needs and wants mm-hmm. when it comes to sexual encounters and mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Cool. And consent, yeah. And consent. Okay. So my next question for you is a little bit of like a definition question because mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious because I think we sort of understand like the hierarchy of needs in like mm-hmm. everyday life, but like what constitutes a need sexually or in a relationship and what constitutes a desire or a want? How do you tell the difference? Yeah, I think that like a good way of telling the difference is trying to think like, can I exist without this thing, right? Or like, have I existed okay. in a situation without this thing and how did I feel? Because mm-hmm. um, I think that like a need is something that you like, that has to be there in order for you to be able to like go on and like feel mm-hmm. like, happy and healthy and complete mm-hmm. and full um and I think that or even like satisfied um mm-hmm. whereas I think that a want is something that like would be awesome if it was there right mm-hmm. but like you could take or leave and still have a perfectly mm-hmm. lovely time mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting I was thinking about this earlier but like do you feel like at the end of the day in like a normal like not sexual encounter like pleasure isn't a need but in sex do you feel like Pleasure, not maybe, like, the ultimate, this is sort of a leading question, but, like, maybe, like, the ultimate most amazing pleasure you've ever felt isn't a need, but that, like, at the root, pleasure needs to be present, or, like, liking what's happen- happening needs to be yeah. present. Well, yeah, I think exactly. Yeah. Like, I think that, like, that in order for the interaction to be, like, I think, like, healthy or even, like, mm, I don't okay. want to say successful, but I'll say, like, a healthy interaction, yeah. I think pleasure to some extent needs to be there, right? Yeah. But I think that, like, there's a difference between being, like, neutral on something and, uh-huh. like, actively not enjoying what's happening right yeah and so I think that like neutrality like is fine right but like you don't want to only be in interactions where you're like never getting anything that you want Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. I think that and I think as soon as if you are neutral on something I think as soon as you're thinking like I'd rather not be in this interaction Mm -hmm. I'd rather be doing something else I think it's like you're no longer like dealing with like pleasure or like a void of pleasure and you're moving into like I'm actively not enjoying myself and so like your needs are not being met anymore yeah okay and I think that's a as I'm moving forward through this conversation, because it will get, I think, a little stickier when we talk about needs, like, that's sort of the framework that I want to move forward in, is mm-hmm. understanding that, like, baseline, people are happy with what's going on, is mm-hmm. a need. Cool. And so then, related to that, what factors in people's lives, or what have you, do you think shape their needs versus their wants? I was, like, trying to think about that. I think it's literally anything. I think that, like, mm. for every human being, I think those could be different things. So it's, like... Mm our past sexual relationships, our past, like, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. our, like, friendships, our families, mm-hmm. like, other things that have happened to us, like, media, our, so- mm-hmm. our social circles. Um, and what's, I think, really fascinating is that, like, I don't think there's any particular reason why a need can't be a want in another situation and vice versa. Yeah. I think those things can, like, really transition, right? And so, for example, like, you might need one partner to, like, like really, like, validate you all the time, right? And, like, mm-hmm. and affirm that, like, oh, like, I love you and we're, we're supposed mm-hmm. to be together and all these things, but then in another relationship, for whatever reason, just inherently feel more comfortable there, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you, like, might want that, but you don't need it to feel safe and comfortable and secure. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think those things just change. Yeah, it feels to me like that's sort of a message for, like, continually listening mm-hmm. and hearing partners. And it's a really interesting perspective to think about. Um, and so then, in terms of, like, stating needs and communicating mm-hmm. needs... Who in a relationship is responsible for stating their needs? And then on the flip side, if those needs aren't met, 
whose responsibility is it? That's such a hard question. And it <laughs> I was like, like, that's where it gets sticky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think it's everyone involved, honestly. Because okay. I think that like, we talked about this a little bit with our um, our holiday and the expectations episode, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to talk about when you have an expectation for somebody else, right? That involves someone else's actions or someone mm-hmm. else's emotions. Um, you're signing yourself up for a sticky situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like you like really, you can only control your own things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and like I think related to that, when you have an expectation for someone that you haven't communicated mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. you're really signing yourself up for like mm-hmm. a lot of potential disappointment. So I think that if you have a need, I think it's mm-hmm. up to you to like, A, talk to yourself and figure out what that need is, mm-hmm. and then B, communicate that to a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the flip side, if you're with someone and you mm-hmm. care about them and you respect them, then like you should probably want to know what those needs are to mm-hmm. make sure that you're like being the person that they like need mm-hmm. you to be, you know? And so I think it's kind of on everyone. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is like there's this onus for constant check-in with any sort of sexual situation or relationship so that you can be sure that you're giving somebody ample opportunity to state their needs mm-hmm. and simultaneously like giving yourself ample opportunity to state your needs. So there there is a lot of sort of like inherent trust and vulnerability yeah. and openness that is going into any sexual encounter, even if it's just like a one-time hookup. Yeah, and I think like yeah. constant check-in like is like, yes, like I think in an ideal way, right? Like, mm-hmm. like not everyone like wants to have to like talk that much even mm-hmm. like during sex. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, it needs to be known that that's a conversation that you're aware of and willing to have, mm-hmm, right? And I think mm-hmm. that, like, you need to be aware of, like, how the other person mm-hmm. seems in those dynamics. Yeah. I think that you as a person need to know enough about your communication style, right? Where, like, if you know that you you don't like having to bring things up, right? Like, you don't uh-huh. feel like you're being a bother. And, like, you'll talk about it if someone else asks you a question. Uh-huh. Like, then you should tell your partner that, yeah. right? Be like, hey, I... I just don't always feel comfortable bringing things up, but, like, yeah. so if we're trying something new, like, I need you to check in with me, right? Or, like, yeah. hey, these are the things that, like, I do or say, like, I'm not comfortable, so, like, just be aware, you know? Yeah. Do you think, in your opinion, and I don't think there's a perfect answer to this question, just to mm-hmm. frame it, do you think it is okay to be able to set, like, a requisite set of, like, conditions in which to hook up? So, like, X, Y, Z has to be fulfilled in order to hook up, and, like, is there a line? Who gets to determine what's reasonable? And what's reasonable as a want or what's reasonable as a need? I think that, like, it's not on anyone to, like, be able to judge someone else's, like, wants or especially needs as, like, mm-hmm. reasonable or unreasonable. Because I think that at any given, like, moment, mm-hmm. you just don't have to have sex with any person, right? right? Like, we say, so. what is the thing that you say about, like, where sex, what, positive? Oh, we're like, sex positive and not sex pursuant, right? Okay. And so, like, we're not telling people that they, like, have to go and, like, have all of the sex that is offered to them at any mm-hmm. given moment, right? Like... You get to choose and, like, do the things that feel right for you. But, like, it's hard because I think two things that look the same can be different things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, a person that might be, like, I want a partner to, like, take me to a five-star dinner and, like, talk to me for two hours before we can have sex. Like, mm-hmm. to some people it might seem, like, a little absurd. But, like, for mm-hmm. them they might be, like, I just want them to, like, really show that they're interested in me as a person, right? Right. And who am I and, to judge that? Yeah, right. And yeah. so, like, that's fine. But also, like, if the person just, like, wants to, like, feel chased, like, that doesn't feel awesome to me. Mm-hmm. But, like... Who am I to tell them that, like, as long as they're, like, being open and honest about the things mm-hmm. they're doing, then, like, sure, I think that feels yeah. fine. So related to sort of our, like, going back to our New Year's resolution kind of thing, it feels like this conversation about wants and needs is something that you really need to have with yourself. Olivia has Ooh, a, a thing. thing. We're so far from it. How do you recommend we start outlining this for ourselves? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wait, no, I think that's actually a good question, because I sort of was like, it's work, and then was like... <laughs> next. <laughs> next question but like yeah do you have any tips for like before we what? talk about fantasy but let's talk about how we yeah how do you outline your needs for yourself I think those things are related and I alluded to it earlier but I mm-hmm. think that like 
beginning a conversation about like who have I existed mm-hmm. without this thing before yeah. how did I feel have I existed yeah. with this thing before how did I feel yeah. right and like can I imagine myself existing again without it right so yeah. like, um like I'm a talker right and so like, like I like need a partner that like is okay like not just talking about their emotions but like really like talking about my emotions right and like both both sides of that need to be there for mm-hmm. me um and I've been in situations where I've like had pieces of that and none of that and like all of that um, and being able to see that, like, oh, I know that, like, that is a need for me. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the point that I didn't have that, like, I didn't feel secure in the relationship, or I felt mm-hmm. bad about myself, or, like, any of these things. Um, and so I think asking that question is really helpful. I think also being able to look around at the world and, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, intuit from other people's situations, right? And so mm-hmm. be like, cool, like, this is a thing that I see in the world. Like, is that something that I can see myself having, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of leads into fantasy, right? And so, yeah. like, we, we're visual people, right? And right. so... Um, or, like, in, like, visual, not just being, like, people I can see, but I mean, like, like a mind's image as well, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so I think, like, a way to, like, begin exploring fantasies, beginning to, like, think of these different situations and, like, project yourself into it and be like, mm-hmm. is this a thing that I can see myself, like, doing or mm-hmm. being comfortable with? Um, and then have that conversation with a partner. Yeah, so it seems like there's a couple different tools that, or a lot of different tools that you would have at your disposal to explore your wants and your needs, whether it's, like, spending some time with your imaginative self or Mm -hmm. like spending some time bouncing ideas off of your partner or maybe if you're not partnered but you're sort of curious about what you need in in a hookup or a relationship with friends Mm -hmm. or a therapist um or even like books right like you can like like read a blog read a book yeah journaling yeah there's like a lot of different ways to like begin to explore that and i think this is a definite question we're gonna ask daisy Mm. um because i wonder if if she has any sort of like specific exercises Mm. or prompts or activities that like do help you think about what you need in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really interesting thing to mm-hmm. continue exploring. Um, but I want to be sensitive of our time and get our last question about fantasy mm-hmm. in, because that's sort of like our juicy, fun question. <laughs> and so my biggest question about fantasy is sort of, how do you communicate that want or desire to a partner? That's my first So I think like the like, big shock, like we would say, like, just speak of that. <laughs> but like, yeah. how? <laughs> yeah, right? And, but I think that like that isn't super helpful for everyone because mm-hmm. like, the people that would ask the question maybe don't feel comfortable speaking about it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that the next part is be, be easy, right? Like I think that people mm-hmm. think that because I might be like a little interested in like being handcuffed maybe someday, they think they need to like get a kit to like mm-hmm. hang themselves from the ceiling with a partner. Mm-hmm. It's like those are two different things, right? Right. Um, and so I think that a, a good way in is like, there's movies and TV and mm-hmm. porn, right? I think especially porn is, like, a great way to start, right? Like, being mm-hmm. like, cool, like, show me something that you're interested in, mm-hmm. you know? And you can, like, watch that together and communicate that and be like, oh, that's interesting. Is that mm-hmm. something that you would want to try or is that just something that you like seeing? So I think even those are two different things, yeah. right? Things that we, like, like to think about versus things that we actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, having that conversation with a partner. And then if you find something that they're like, oh, yeah, I think I might want to do that, right? Or you show them something and be like, hey, I think I might want to try this thing. There's no need to jump all the way to 100, right? So you can mm-hmm. start by, like, maybe trying to masturbate and watch this thing and be like, mm. is this something that we both enjoy? Or like trying to like, like lightly dip your toe in. So like if someone's, if someone's interested in foot <laughs> stuff. Lightly dip that toe in. <laughs> <laughs> Just like see a little bit. Like there's no need to like jump yeah. all the way to a hundred. And I think that people get, um, get discouraged by these like conversations mm-hmm. like kink and fetish because mm-hmm. they think that, and fantasy, because mm-hmm. they think that they have to like, go all in. And like, there's so many different steps along the way right. to any of those. Um, and I think along with that, I think allowing yourself to, I guess, like, allowing yourself to go on that journey in, like, a way that feels organic, right? So, like, if you are the type that, like, wants to, like, string yourself from the ceiling, like, with ropes and ties, like, that's great. But if you, like, purely are just interested in, like, 
I just want to watch this thing with you. Like, mm-hmm. let yourself stop there, right? You have mm-hmm. to, like, really, like, listen and check in mm-hmm. about it, so. So it is, like, as much self-work about your own fantasy it is sort of, like, guiding your partner through mm-hmm. it. And I think that's really, like, your comment on going slow is also sort of a comment on, like, what fantasy could be. Because fan- fantasy could be a lot of different things. Fantasy mm-hmm. could be, like, role play, or fantasy could just be, like, I want to try a different way of hooking up. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, like, kink. It can be a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And, frankly, when we're talking about fantasy, we are at the root talking about desire. Mm-hmm. And so that relates to my last question that has to do with fantasy and mm-hmm. want is, when we're talking especially about, like, fantasy, we're usually talking about, like, somebody wants to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that person who has that fantasy um, t- tends to be put in the driver's seat. Mm. And so my question, specifically regarding wants and needs around that, is, like, what how do you set up a situation where, like, if the other person is, like, unsure, but, mm. like, down to try, like, how do you make sure everybody's wants and needs are met in that situation? So, if you need a... I can give you a hypothetical. If no. you want, yeah. Oh, well, maybe a hypothetical will, like, help the audience. Yeah, so, like, so let's use the foot play thing. So, mm-hmm. say we're, like, really into foot stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're to your partner, like, let's do some foot stuff. I want you to suck my toes. Mm-hmm. And the partner is, like... I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that situation to make sure that, like, all your needs and wants, or most of your needs and wants are met? All of your I, needs, some of your wants are met. I think, like, asking them, like, so, like, what are your hesitations? Like, mm-hmm. what, like, what are, what are your hesitations, right? And, like, what do they surround? Because mm-hmm. if it's that you, like, think that, like, feet are dirty, maybe then it's, like, oh, so we shower first, We will right? wash my feet. <laughs> yeah, you know? Or, like, if it's, like, yeah. if there's a weird power imbalance, or, like, or, like mm-hmm. I don't want to feel subservient or something like that, then it's, like, cool, like, what if the mm-hmm. dynamics were reversed? Like, mm-hmm. what if I was doing something to you instead? Like, does that make you feel better? Mm-hmm. And, like, figuring things out and, like, they're, like, and if that doesn't work, then being, like, cool, like, what are the pieces that, like, mm-hmm. you can see yourself doing? Um, so I think that, like, that feels yeah. like that. And then I think also, like, beginning beginning in a way that feels, like, lower impact, right? So, like, maybe just, like, watching something or doing something small. Yeah. Um, and then I think, lastly, make doing it in a way where you're, you as the driver, uh-huh. are really clear on what the other person's, like, emotional state is, right? And yeah. so I think, like, that's the place where, like, mm-hmm. constant check-in is probably mm-hmm. really healthy, right? Telling the person, like asking the person rather like how do I know when you're like not in this anymore mm-hmm. you know like what are your signs like yeah. what are you gonna like say and feel and yeah, look yeah, like yeah. um I think being really really communicative in that is gonna yeah. be like it's always important but I think it's especially important yeah. in those moments um and I think not taking it super personally if if they're like not into it yeah if they're not yeah. into it because I think like one of the biggest fears is like when we're like trying to like bring up like kinks or fetish and fantasy yeah. and all that is that, like, our partner's going to judge us for it. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's not necessarily a judgment on you. It's just, like, right. a thing that you happen to like, right? So, like, right. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not everyone likes it, and I don't take it I as a personal it. slight. I still hang out. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And so I think, and I think because of that, if you are still dealing with, like, being accepted for liking those mm-hmm. things, I think it's easier to have that conversation, like, when you have your pants on, right? So, like, all of these yeah. things that we're telling you, all these conversation pieces probably aren't for when you're like actively in the middle of having sex it's probably like something like before that is actually happening well and i think you're getting at a really interesting thing with the like for example the tv show thing with like Mm -hmm. i think there's also a piece about reciprocity in there that Mm. you're getting at is like i really love buffy the vampire slayer Mm -hmm. but i know that other people don't so maybe the next night you watch i don't know riverdale Mm because i love riverdale that being said we both love riverdale (laughs) so we're getting mutual pleasure out of that but like figuring out those like sort of not compromises but ways in which like okay we tried this fantasy but like what do you want to do yeah and i think that's exactly that right it's like going back to like everyone's Mm -hmm. needs need to be met 
And then, like, how do you maximize everyone's wants? Is one person's mm. always getting 90% of their wants, and the other person's always have to compromise 90% of their wants? Like, that might be a dynamic you want and are happy with, but, like, you should really examine that, like, is that actually the dynamic you want yeah. to be in? I love that, of, like, making sure everyone's needs are met and maximizing wants as equally as possible. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really big takeaway where we can end. Yay! Yay! <laughs> but I want to give two plugs because this, like... Mm is a funny word for the next conversation Whoa. that we're going to have. <laughs> so their little fantasy question was a little teaser for um, our next episode. We're so excited. In February, we're um, going to be going to a sex toy store um, and sex boutique, Nomia, in Portland. And we're going to be talking all about sex toys and sex boutiques and props and things like that and having a great conversation about consent um, and sex toys. Which I just want to go back to Catherine's original joke about plugs, making a plug. <laughs> it is it is a brilliant joke. If you don't get it, Google it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we won't shame you for that. Um, so yeah, that's really exciting. Yay! Yay! Anything else you have to say? Bye, Hoskos. Hoskos. <laughs> I know words. <laughs> By hot goslings. <laughs> oh boy. Hot goslings. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Arande and myself and our conversation about wants, needs, and desires. And I hope you're ready for some real professional opinions and advice from our neighbor, Daisy Hackett, licensed social worker. So keep listening for the great conversation she and I had the other day, and I hope you learned something. Thanks, Goslings. So Daisy, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Um, So yeah, my name is Daisy Hackett, and I am a licensed clinical social worker, and that's my background training. Um, but now I am a psychotherapist in private practice. So, yeah, mostly seeing um, teenagers, young adults, and adults for individual counseling and some couples and family counseling. Cool. And um, what about the topic of wants, needs, and desires was specifically interesting to you? Yeah, so this topic, and I'd love to sort of get into a little bit more of like what sort of came up Mm -hmm. for you guys in this topic, but um, it's something that often comes up with a lot of my clients, and Mm -hmm. um, it sparks some really interesting conversations about what are some of our our needs, our desires, you know, Mm -hmm. what we want um, in relationships and with sex. Yeah, it's often, I think, in particular, not a topic that's talked about with the younger adolescents and young adults. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's a really important topic to talk about and have be something that is not just about, you know, safe sex. Yeah, yeah, I think that was something that came up in our episode, too, is, like, we're not taught about sex from the, like, pleasure or want or desire-based standpoint um we sort of don't talk about the end goal which should be everybody feeling Mm -hmm. um good and one of the the things that I walked away from the conversation that Aranda and I Mm -hmm. had was this idea of like in sex there should be a need for people feeling good and like yes yeah in your everyday life like pleasure is not a need like you need Mm -hmm. shelter food sleep water right those are like in like a safety um but like and oftentimes, yeah, mm-hmm. oftentimes when those needs are not getting met, mm-hmm. you'll see people really struggling with 
having pleasure yeah. in sex. Yeah. Or... One of the most interesting things for me was thinking about when it comes to a relationship, mm-hmm. um, I think specifically like a relationship, what do you define as a need versus what do you define as a want? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you have thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that they, as far as in sex, mm-hmm. I think that maybe they're not so differentiated. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a need is the uh, desire for safety, mm-hmm. for security, for it to be a um, you know comfort comforting environment things Mm -hmm. like that like that I think is a necessary needs for people to be able to relax and enjoy themselves in sex um as feel as far as wants I think we get into more like the fun stuff you know like what is what are my fantasies what Mm -hmm. are my desires what Mm -hmm. are the things that I really Mm -hmm. get excited or turned on about yeah Yeah, yeah. um but I I do think that like the needs are more around sort Mm -hmm. of like you know I need to I don't know have have privacy mm-hmm. or I need to have um you know a calm environment or mm-hmm. I don't know whatever yeah. you know everyone has different needs for how they can get into a place of relaxation mm-hmm. and even sort of a meditative state mm-hmm. that yeah we're like we can really, really get into a feeling of pleasure and letting go yeah yeah so in sex or relationships like needs are a little more not Ethereal, but they can be like hard to name. So, like, a need yes. isn't just like I'm hungry, I need a sandwich. Yes. It's like I need to feel like some people might be like, I need to feel like this person loves me, or uh-huh. like I need to feel like they think I'm beautiful, yeah. or I need to know that I can trust them. And yes. like, it can be really hard to figure out what those actual needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, really hard mm-hmm. to realize that those things aren't being met. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm wondering, as a therapist, do mm-hmm. you have like tools or ideas for people who are trying to figure out what they need from a relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's sexual or just romantic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that's often like a conversation that, or is a question that I prompt people when they bring up this this um, topic of being confused about what is kind of getting in the way or why mm-hmm. they're not able to kind of get to this place of pleasure or safety or connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think that it's really important to have that conversation with, you know, your therapist or mm-hmm. someone that is um, not necessarily a partner. Like, I think it's important to, or even just with yourself, I really mm-hmm. recommend a lot of journaling, um, even just taking a quiet moment to meditate, like, really what am I looking for what is and listening to that internal voice or that um listening to your heart and what it is that's there so it's really about like taking that moment for yourself you know with your therapist or with a journal Mm -hmm. or something like that to really process what it is that you feel like you need or is not working before you can share that with a partner and then sort of on the flip side what are do you have tools or ideas for people who need to listen to the needs of their partner Mm -hmm. like what are ways in which we can be more open Mm -hmm. to hearing those Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's kind of it relates to just communication in general Mm -hmm. in relationships um Mm -hmm. 
So oftentimes what will happen is that people will feel that they are being blamed or criticized in some way when someone requests a want or a desire mm-hmm. in um, sex or in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I need more of this or I need more of that or I'm noticing this and mm-hmm. um, the other partner will feel like, oh gosh, I'm not doing it right. When in reality, if you don't know or if that person isn't telling you, then, you know, you shouldn't be expected necessarily to know. So I think one of the biggest things is just like getting into a frame of mindset when you're talking with your partner about their wants and needs into being a a place of like um, accepting that it isn't your fault that they need this or Mm -hmm. that you're doing anything wrong for them and that this is going to be, um, you know, if you can remain open and accepting of whatever your partner's needs are, then it's going to advance your connection or it's going to deepen and uh, the connection and also um, you know as far as sex goes it's going to increase pleasure yeah you know so and understanding and, and knowledge and intimacy yeah. I think in general just as far as communication is just trying to get into that headspace when you do have these conversations of like listening accepting and trying mm-hmm. to be open to like the fact that the, your partner isn't criticizing you or blaming you it's just they're expressing what they want and what they need yeah and that also is going to you know it's going to be about how that partner expresses their want and need uh-huh. from a place not of criticism or blame but um, from a place of just being assertive about mm-hmm. or you know expressing clearly what the need is you know, using I statements can be really helpful for the partner that is sharing their want and need. You know, this is something that I um, think I'm noticing I could use more of or, you know, this could really be exciting for me. Uh, so, yeah, you try to use I statements and trying to get away from um, blame. I love that. I think we talk a lot to a lot of, like, teenagers mm-hmm. who, like, there's this sort of mythology around, like, okay, so you, all of a sudden, between, like, senior year of high school and, like, freshman year of college, you're supposed to have, like, lost your virginity and become, like, a sex god yes. <laughs> in the course of three months, but, like, there's obviously so much learning that happens Yes. Um, between, like, whenever you are become sexually active and, like, throughout your life mm-hmm. and, like, this need for conversation and, like, openness mm-hmm. and, like feedback Mm -hmm. is so Mm -hmm. crucial and I I haven't heard it sort of characterized the way you characterized Mm -hmm. it of like it can feel like criticism Mm -hmm. that feedback but I think there's a lot of fear Um, yeah especially for young people when they're just learning yeah and I think I don't want to speak out of my own identity but I think especially for young men I think Mm -hmm. it can be really hard to hear feedback yes because it can be taken as criticism and we're all sort of like expected to be sex gods but like nobody gets there without (laughs) yeah Yeah, it it, it can be like what I was trying to say to like a lot of the young people because I hear a lot of that like a Mm -hmm. lot of feeling like I'm not experienced like Mm -hmm. you know should I be doing more or Mm -hmm. why isn't this feeling right or feeling Mm -hmm. good you know Um, and so it's a lot of like coaching them through having that conversation Mm -hmm. with their partners Um, or just reminding them that it's okay exactly where they are like sometimes I'll try to um it, like it can be sexy for mm-hmm. them to talk about mm-hmm. their, you know, your wants and needs. Like, yeah. you can, if you can um, get into that place of it being a game or it, it being like a part of the sexual play, mm-hmm. it can be a turn on to be able to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, it doesn't need to be this sort of like sit down serious conversation <laughs> where we talk about sex. You know, yeah. our sex life or whatever. It can be 
part of the play mm-hmm. or part of the sex, you know? I love that. We, like, talk a lot about that, where yeah. it's, like, getting consent doesn't yeah. have to be this, like, legal thing. It's, yeah. like, fun, and it can be sexy, mm-hmm. and it can be awkward, and that can be funny, yeah. you know? And that's, like, great. Yeah. I have a little bit of, a, like, a left turn question, yep. which is, in thinking about expressing wants mm-hmm. and desires, yep. I something that Ronnie and I got really stuck on was, like, what's an appropriate thing to want mm-hmm. and what isn't mm-hmm. and like how do you how do you tell <laughs> so I think that this again like it, it can relate to our sexual needs and, and desires and wants but also mm-hmm. our just our relationship mm-hmm. needs and wants mm-hmm. um, you know I don't think there is like an, a line which is appropriate and mm-hmm. what's not I think that it's going to be about the intimacy and the connection with the couple so Mm -hmm. and it's about negotiating your needs Mm -hmm. and that's really what we talk about as far as um you know in relationships and marriages like how do we negotiate our needs and compromise to a degree Mm -hmm. if the partner can accept that this is a need or desire for this Mm -hmm. partner and that that's not bad it's not Mm -hmm. inappropriate that they have those needs or desires Mm -hmm. but this the other person can set their boundary regardless and say you know, that's not something I feel comfortable with. And mm-hmm. then the other partner needs to decide, okay, can I compromise this need? Or, you know, do I need to not? You yeah. know, I think it's about sort of negotiating with mm-hmm. your partner your needs. And there isn't like a right or wrong or appropriate or not appropriate. I think it's whether or not you feel trust, a trust enough in that relationship to be able to express that, be mm-hmm. open to it be you know be open with your partner about what you need and then for your partner to say "Mm, that's not you know that's my limit or that's my boundary so um you know can we negotiate this or can we talk about this kind of thing yeah um but it's it's tricky you know it's a hard thing to you know to to be able to express something that you might not you know, the other person might not be able to do mm-hmm. is a really brave and scary thing to do. Yeah, it you can know? feel like getting on the edge of a cliff, right? And being like, <gasps> yeah, like, <laughs> am I going to be accepted? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's again remembering like that boundary between this person and you is like, if they don't want to do that or if that's their boundary, that doesn't mean it's bad for you to have had that want mm-hmm. or need. You know, you don't need to yeah. feel shame about that need or that want or that fantasy or that desire just because the other person doesn't mm-hmm. share it. I love that. It's something that we didn't, like, talk about in the mm-hmm. episode was th- this idea of, like, stating your needs and yep. wants right. is, like, the accomplishment in itself. Right. And, like, there's no requisite for another person to share them with you, mm-hmm. and that's okay if they don't. Right. I love that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this will come up with, like, maybe in a monogamous heterosexual relationship, mm-hmm. one of the partners has identified as bisexual mm-hmm. in their past history or mm-hmm. something like that. If the you know, that'll come up where the other partner will, will like, accept that that has been a part of that person's mm-hmm. identity, that that is sometimes something that that person is attracted to as mm-hmm. far as same-sex relationships, but maybe the the bisexual partner compromises their need for this committed long-term mm-hmm. marriage that, like, I'm going to be in this heterosexual monogamous relationship mm-hmm. with this person because I want to. From what we talked about, what you're talking about, it seems like there is a, a need for compromise mm-hmm. in any any relationship and like as long as that compromise to me feels equal and reciprocal like 
I always use food metaphors, but it's like yeah. if somebody wants pizza every night, like they probably can't have pizza every night, right. but like maybe they can get pizza a couple nights a week, right. and then if the other person wants Thai food, like you right. can get Thai food, right? And switch off right. <laughs> every right. other Friday, and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to be such a hard boundary too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if it's, if the other person is open to the the fact, like say in that example mm-hmm. that I just used, like say, um, you know that person wants to watch porn with same-sex mm-hmm. like couples maybe yeah. that could be a way that they could share that yeah. like um desire together you know I they can be creative that. about yeah. that desire yeah. or need for that person and make the other person feel yeah comfortable so it's like you don't have to just because someone doesn't share a desire right. that you have it doesn't mean that you always have to just be like nope shut it down yeah. there might be ways that you can right negotiate and include that desire in a yeah. way that feels safe and actually fun and sexy mm-hmm. for the other person too. Right. I think especially with like bisexual identity, um, queer identities, like oftentimes like if you're in a heterosexual relationship, mm-hmm. like you're sort of like, well, I'm gonna default to that, but there mm-hmm. are ways within that relationship to like yeah. engage with that person's identity mm-hmm. as well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Yeah, and for the other partner, like, it doesn't have to be, like, I'm never going to be able to meet this Mm -hmm. need for this person. You know, it's like they can be involved in that play, Mm -hmm. and it can be a turn-on for them to see their partner getting turned on. That's super cool. Do you have any other sort of, like, final thoughts before I ask our, like, closing question? I work with a lot of adolescent girls, um, young adults, um, mostly women, and some men, too, who are having trouble orgasming mm-hmm. and or have never experienced orgasm mm-hmm. um so I talk with them a lot about some of the like psych- psychological barriers that mm-hmm. um could be kind of getting in the way of them reaching that ultimate climax <laughs> or pleasure or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of um sort of like mental tools that can be um yeah. utilized to help people to let go and yeah. um you know a lot of it's anxiety that contributes to it mm-hmm. and there's so much of that in our culture and society so right now pressure, that yeah. maybe that could be a topic we can talk about later is like I anxiety would love and to talk about that <laughs> I think that like there's a whole the the sort of like orgasm the politics of orgasming yes. and like equality of it yeah. but I think like relating it back to like needs and desires I think there's a lot of pressure tied up in like this idea that you absolutely have to orgasm mm-hmm. and like who's doing the orgasm right, right, right. Um, that maybe inhibits other people's yes. like need to feel safe yeah. and like getting like being able to feel safe to to express your, your needs and your desires or wants yeah. allows you know the pleasure to to happen so yeah, yeah. But yeah, it would be interesting to talk a little bit more about like those types of barriers that mm-hmm. come into play of like mm-hmm. getting our desires and our mm-hmm. wants yeah. um, met. You know, a lot of times like our own neuroses, our own mm-hmm. anxieties can be getting in the way without even the other person being involved. involved. At all. <laughs> There's a lot of shame that gets in the way and anxiety that gets in the way of us being able to even express our wants and needs. I think that's a really interesting sort of like tie-in, but also like. Really could be an open to an yeah. conversation. I, yeah, I would love to do an episode about specifically about like orgasming and mental health, mental health, and yeah. all of the like so many things for us to talk about. It's just so much. There's so much. Um, so my last question is, do you have like a concrete bit of advice or like 
tip or like a great way to frame a question on how to like get the conversation started about like a want, a desire, mm-hmm. or a fantasy mm-hmm. with either a partner or whomever mm-hmm. yourself. Um, I mean, it's always just like awkward and a hard thing to like th- to think about, and it, mm-hmm. I think it's going to depend on the um, person and how mm-hmm. they express themselves. But I do think that like adding some humor into the situation can lighten the mood you know like can we talk about our can we talk about sex like or you know I don't know just find ways to make it funny Mm -hmm. and that can sometimes lighten it a little bit and make it not so um you know shame blame heavy um so just I think trying to insert some humor and lightness into the conversation can be really helpful that's awesome yeah I love that keep it light keep it yeah you know if you're with the right person you know you're in a safe trusting relationship they will be okay with it and want to have that conversation with you yeah I love that cool thank you this was so helpful yay I feel like I learned something (laughs) thanks so much for having me it was so fun to talk with you and um, thanks to all the goslings bye bye Okay, y'all, that's it. Our first ever episode of Hot Goth Cast. We hope you loved it and that you had some fun. And we hope you send us some feedback or comments or sexy stories or ideas for a new episode. So shoot us an email, info at speakaboutitonline.com. Slide into our DMs at We Speak About It. Or if you really want to go old school, there is a phone number on our website. So feel free to give us a call. And we really hope you'll join us for next time when we are going to Nomia, a sex boutique, and we're talking all about consent and sex toys with the expert there. It is going to be hot and scintillating as it always is on Hot Goth. So, see you next time, Goslings. Bye!